hey, welcome to the Financial Fixer Podcast. Thank you so much for being here. And if you haven't subscribed and you love listening in, hit that subscribe button so you can catch future episodes. Today, I'm going to share clips from my Budget Boss Bootcamp. This bootcamp is a five-day challenge that covers the step-by-step process of setting up a no BS budget that works. The reason it works is because we properly prep from foundation to plan to system in organized order. The truth is you don't have to be good at math to successfully manage a monthly budget. You just have to be clear on why in the heck you're doing it in the first place. So your reason to stick it out is bigger than your reason to quit. So I'll be covering why to get on a budget and the number one mistake people make with their first budget, the one that I made myself. In this training, we dig deep about what will life feel like for those who pay for your inactions and what will life feel like for those who benefit from your actions. We're going to also talk about the $3 cup of coffee and what it really is costing you. True cost. What what is it truly costing you to go get that $3 cup of coffee? We're going to run some numbers for what the fluff is costing in the long run. I also referenced the book, The Secrets of the Millionaire Mind, and I'll be sure to leave a resource for that book in the show notes. So without further ado, enjoy the show. All right, so I want to talk a little bit about why get on a budget. Why does somebody, why should somebody get on a budget to create their dream life? If you build a budget that is not only, so a budget, think of it like it's a vehicle. Okay, this is the car you drive and it gets you from place to place, right? The money's not what's getting you from place to place. It's the budget that's getting you place to place right? Because the budget is managing the money and keeping it well-oiled, lubricated, keeping the gas going, um, maintaining it, right? It's maintaining the money, okay? That's what the budget's meant to do. It helps you break away from any kind of broke mentality that you may have or any check-to-check lifestyle that's happening or struggling in debt, right? Financial worry. Because it Once you tell it what to do, it starts to do the work for you and do the math. We want to keep math very simple because our behavior and the math are two different things. And we want to make sure that that math is doing its job while we're doing our job with our behavior. And that's why the budget and you must be connected. And you got to make it bulletproof. And the way to make it bulletproof, I'll talk further um, about that later on in in the class in a couple days. Because it's not just about setting it and setting it up right to keep it bulletproof. There's other actions that need to be taken from that point, which is daily lifestyle type actions, right? So you'll never slip back into old behavior patterns with money. That's what the budget's going to help you you do. It's going to help you stay in the game and not throw in the towel. All right. So the number one mistake people make with their first budget, the same mistake I made, I made it all about the math because I thought I had a math problem, right? I'm a finance major. I graduated with my BS, hence BS, in the business of finance. But why wasn't I getting the math right? Because my heart didn't care about the math. My heart wasn't ready. So yes, there's math involved. But once your heart is in it, the math will work. If your heart is not in this game, 
the math will not work. You will not be able to do the math. Okay. So get your heart in the game and we're going to work through that here in a second. All right. So let's talk about discovering. All right. So we're going to do some calculations. We're going to get into the juice here, do some, you know, calculate some true cost of what it's might be costing you or will cost you if you don't take action. Right. These are kind of the intangible things that we can't quite touch, taste, feel right now that could become tangible later. So what is true cost? What is the true cost if you don't take control of your money now by taking action? Who suffers? This, this might be trigger worthy, right? But I, it's, it's tough, you know, because I know who suffered when I didn't take control of my finances. My daughters. I didn't have my son at the time, but my, daughter, my daughters suffered big time. Me, obviously. Me, number one, of course, right? And I want you to think deeper because at the time that was kind of all I had. And that's like the kind of the high surface level, like my, my reason, my why for not for getting out of debt and for um, not wanting to struggle with money anymore was so that I never burdened my children with my money mess. So that leads me to the next thing. I am one that is burdened with others money mess, love my grandparents to death but I am now their sole care manager for the rest of their life. One, this has to do with money. Unfortunately, they made bad money choices throughout their life. And two, this it's, I think it's a snowball effect on how it's affected family, right? So here I am the only family member that's able to take care of them. And this isn't a woe is me. This isn't anything to do with that. Actually, my grandparents are fine people. They are wonderful. They're overly giving, which made them overly spending as well. Right. So just this can happen. It happens to good people. This has nothing to do with us being bad people. It just has to do with us not understanding and being misled to believing that one way is the right way when ultimately that one way, the common way is usually the way of mediocrity, okay? It's not the rich way. It's not the, the way to get rich sustainably, all right? I went off on a little tangent there. What will life feel like for those who pay the price for your inaction? Not, will, not what will life be like, not, you know, what's, what is it gonna look like? What's it gonna feel like? If you can imagine, of course, you can't be in someone else's shoes, but what do you think it would feel like for those who pay the price for your inaction? If you don't take action today, if today's the day that you think you need to take action, what will life feel like for those who benefit from your action? Let's think about the benefits here. You grow that bank account. You have an emergency fund. When bad things happen, you're able to pay for it, right? When kids go to college, you can pay for it. Or if they decide to do something other than college, like start a business, you may be able to help them. All the things that could happen, who's gonna, how are they going to feel when they benefit from your actions today? All right, I want to do a quick, um, a quick, I'm going to try to make this quick. So I, I, want, I want you to think through the true cost. I was talking this morning on stories about true cost. And it just, it kind of hit me. And this is something I haven't really thought about since I was in my finance major. 
I mean, since I learned the knowledge, right? Um, but this applies so much to what I do every day. It applies. We're not, when we're going and we're buying that, and then I'm just applying this to a cup of coffee because it's the easiest thing to say, right? But this could be anything. The easiest thing would be a cup of, cup of coffee, but any habit, you know, somebody goes and gets, um, you know, soft drinks at the convenience store, or if they're a habit in, uh, of buying um, gum, or my daughter loves these Celsius drinks, you know, these Celsius, I'm sure you, if you've got teens, you know about these Celsius drinks, they're like an energy drink, but they're like better, you know, more hoity toity or something. I don't freaking know. But anyway, she has a health, a Celsius drink thing, you know, because all the kids are doing it, right? All the kids. But if you think about it, what's a $3 cup of coffee really cost? When evaluating any purchase, you want to think about what it, what's it, what's it costing you? Really, it's not really costing you that three dollars because that three dollars off the bat is already after you've paid taxes on that three dollars, right? So it had to be a higher amount, a higher value prior to paying that three dollars. You've already lost money prior to spending the money. Does that make sense? Anyways, so before tax um, income price, how how much money do you have to make before taxes to pay for the $3 cup of coffee, right? So the advertised price is $3. Your tax percentage, you pay a 25% tax bracket, right? I'm, I'm, I'm guessing you're maybe somewhere around 20 to 25%. You could be at 30% tax bracket, right? I don't really know. But for the sake of this, of this um, exercise, let's say that you're at a 25% tax bracket. And C equals the true cost of what, you know, of what you're paying, okay? So A is the price, $3. And then 1 minus 0.25 is that 25% of your taxes that you pay, okay? So ultimately, C equals $3 divided by 0.75. That cup of coffee is already costing you $4 at the get. The minute you pay, you swipe your card or you pay that money, it's $4. It's not three. Okay. I just, I'd like to, I mean, this is something that just like, it's profound, you know, and I'm not sitting here saying that you need to pinch pennies. I don't, we don't do that here. We don't, we don't talk about pinching pennies here. We talk about prioritizing our spending and being mindful. So this is just a way for you to kind of like gut check your mindful spending practices, right? And just say, you know what? That $3 cup of coffee is actually costing me for at the get. But what's it really costing me in my life and my time, right? What's, what's, how long is it taking me to go pick up that cup of coffee when I could have gotten to work and maybe been more productive or I could have slept in or I could have, right? If I, again, this is, what's the cost of convenience, right? Price of convenience. How much would it cost you to make the coffee yourself? If it costs a dollar, say you're using a Keurig, which of course you can actually, spend less money if you use a coffee pot, right? But it doesn't really matter, right? What it, you know, we, we're paying for convenience, we're paying for pleasure. I get it, it's prioritizing. But again, $1 to make it home, you're losing $3 if you go and you, and you pay out, right? So annual cost, how much does the coffee cost you if you buy it every day? Which I'm guessing that some of you on here probably don't buy it every day, but $1,095 for 365 days a year. Cut that in half and say that you go to the, to Starbucks or Starbucks. I don't think you can get anything for $3, but anyways, 
say that you go to Dunkin' Donuts and you get a $3 cup of coffee um, half the time out of the year. And maybe it's $500, right? So I'm going to compound that here in a second. I'm going to do a little exercise to show you what you could be um, compounding over the next 5, 10, 20, 30 years, right? So the future value of money, how much would that $3 cup of coffee be worth in the next 5, 10, 20, 30 plus years? And how much would the money you are spending on that coffee every day be worth in the future as well? We're going to grab some low-hanging fruit. This is going to be your quick win, and I'm super excited about it. If, you, if you're not able to do this right now in real time, I suggest doing it right after we get off the call um, because this is just kind of like going to just maybe capture your attention. Again, like I just shared, what's, what's the real price of a cup of coffee, right? So in this next, in the, in this next um, activity, we're going to write down the last 10 days spending transactions from all sources, if you can recall any cash that you've spent, I suggest that try to try to think through that. You may not have written it down or, or put it in a journal anywhere. But if you can recall, try to write that down as well. But from any bank account, any credit card, even if you had some kind of an emergency and you had to use a credit card and it was a one off, still write it down. Right. So where, where, where are you spending your money from the last 10 days? Just go back 10 days. And <clears throat> towards the end of this in day four, we're going to do a, a much deeper dive, but I want to get into that later. I want to do a quick overview, just a quick overview of um, what we're doing with our money. We're going to calculate the real transactions, actions, hence the word actions, transactions, right? The more tangible stuff. This is the stuff that is not necessarily something that is tangible right now. Like say it's something you spent for consumable products. Obviously it's not tangible. It's not like a vase with flowers in it. I'm looking at a vase with flowers in it right now. That's something that's tangible that I can, I can touch, taste, feel, right? Um, but this is, it's more tangible when you write it down. When you actually draw attention to it, then it becomes tangible. Then it becomes something that you can see with your, with your line of sight. Right. So again, write down the last 10 days of spending transactions. Write the amount. What was it for? And the W and N means, was it a want or a need? And you can, you decide what a want and a need is. That is up to your discretion. I want to be very clear about that. It's possible that going and getting your hair done is not a want. It might be a real need for your mental health. That's at your discretion. You decide what you're going to do with your money. That is the whole point of, of living a life, managing your own money is for you to decide. But every decision you make, say a yes for one thing is a no for something else. And a no for something is a yes for something else. We all know that. So think, and then after you're done, can I cut some fluff? Is there some fluff that I could cut in there? And I have a feeling there, there, there might be. At the end of this exercise, how much can you maybe skim off the top and save next time? So this is almost, this is a couple weeks of 10 days of spending, right? And say you, um, 365, say within 10 days you could save, okay, I'm going to say $100. 365 
divided by 10. So 36 times you could save that $100. Okay, so that's $3,650, right? Over a year time frame. okay? Put that number down that you could save in 10 days and then calculate it. Do 365 divided by 10 or divided by, yeah, divided by 10. And then whatever that number is times that by the amount that you save. And then that's the number that you get. All right, so say that you invest that hundred dollars, I'm at 3,650 divided by monthly contribution. So divided by 12, that's $304 per month. And that's 10 years. Let's just say 10 years. Estimated growth rate is, let's say it's approximately six, which I think it's probably more like eight, you know, over that time frame. but I'm going to say six. I don't know. Um, calculate. That's $48,000 in 10 years. Does that put things into perspective a little bit? $48,000 in 10 years of that extra $100 that you saved in 10 days. Hello, please excuse this quick interruption. I just wanted to pop in here really fast to invite you to my free community. The Financial Fixer community is where women who listen to this podcast and follow the Fix Her Money method come together to learn and grow their money management skills and sharpen their money mindset. I'd be honored to get to know you better and support you right there in that community. I'll leave the link in the show notes. Be sure to answer the entry questions so you get access fast. The first question is, quote unquote, who can we thank for sending you? And if you answer Financial Fixer podcast, you'll get free registration to my next Budget Boss Bootcamp, which is a paid five-day training. Next bootcamp takes place on September 26. Can't wait to see you in the community. Now back to the show. Let's calculate the... Um the coffee, right? So the coffee, I'm going to say the coffee is $1,000 a year. I'm going to divide that by 12, 84 bucks. Okay. Start at zero, 84 bucks a month. Length of time, say 10 years. Say 25 years is what you have left in, you put it in good growth stock mutual funds. It grows at 8%. That's $73,000. Just that $84 extra per month. That's it. $84. That's it. So what, what could you do? And we'll be talking more about some of this when it comes to what we're spending on debt and what we're spending in general. Um, if you shaved off, you know, $300 per month, the next 25 years, that's 263K. Okay. That's amazing. That's a lot of freaking money to me. I don't know about you. This is a book called Secrets of the Millionaire Mind by T. Harv Ecker. Do you want some simple but extremely rare advice? Here it is. If you want to get rich, focus on making, keeping, and investing your money. If you want to be poor, focus on spending your money. You can read a thousand books and take a hundred courses on success, but it all boils down to that. Remember, what you focus on expands. Now, this may seem a little contradictory because as you know, I'm a spending behavior strategist. So I deal with spending. I 
help you prioritize your spending. We talk about spending money all the time. We have to spend money in order to survive. That's what we do is spend money. But the point that Harv is making here, okay, is that we need to not be focused on how to spend money. What I do as a spending behavior strategist is I help you take the focus away from spending money by, by letting the budget do its job and by being honest with the budget and telling it what to do and giving it information and being, and being consistent with interacting with it so that you don't have to focus on how to spend your money. You take the guesswork out, you take the confusion out so that you can focus on growing your money through your day-to-day -day behaviors. You have a good day and we'll see you soon. I want to thank you so much for taking the time to listen to this podcast. If you loved it, send it to a girlfriend. That would mean the world to me. You can also find me on Instagram at Financial Fixer and feel free to tag me there too. So until next time, my friend, show your future self some love and spend with the end in mind.